My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's get creepy. Welcome to our first Haunted Happy Hour of 2020. Yes. We have quite a lineup of happy hours for you this year. Some I'm very excited about. Mm -hmm. I'm like super stoked for February. I'm like (laughs) ready. This one actually is really cool. We're going to do a series this year, but we're going to continue it throughout the years because we're going to do this for like the rest of our lives. Right. Right. So this is something that obviously we are not educated on. So we're just kind of relying on the internet to educate us. So forgive us for mispronunciations and Mm -hmm. things like that, or if we get it wrong, but we're going to be discussing folklore and mythology and spooky fairy tales and urban legends from Russia. Mm -hmm. Which is really cool. Yeah. And if you're new here, or if it's been a while since you listened to a happy hour, just as a reminder, we chill out, we drink. This is very relaxed, not very formatted, very little editing is done. We're just going to hang out and get a little sloppy, get a little mm-hmm. drunk, and talk about some creepy shit. Mm-hmm. So we've got some Russian folklore to talk about right. tonight, or today, depending on when you're talking about this. But this isn't the only like thing we're celebrating because this is our 100th episode our 100th recording session 100 that we made it through yeah 100 so uh cheers yeah we're drinking vodka tonight Mm -hmm. so that's a thing starting out 2020 right was gonna drink wine but the only wine we like is real sugary and i'm trying to like be healthy and shit which is super fucking stupid but (laughs) you know when you drink vodka and Sprite Zero, you're not having that many calories, but you're still getting the job done. <laughs> so, you're still in that deficit, man. So, yeah. So, if you're in a space where you can grab a drink, do that. Mm-hmm. We're drinking vodka. Come celebrate but whatever you want. episode with us. Yes. We had Chipotle. Boy! <laughs> Chipotle did us so dirty tonight. Oh my god, it was messed up. First of all, we get to my house tonight to record. We had two episodes to record tonight. This is the second. So we got to fuel up, right? Yeah. Plus, we're drinking. So yeah. we got to carb we need it up. food. Yeah. I'm trying to say it in a calorie deficit. I'm not trying to low carb. So I need my fucking rice, right? Yeah, exactly. Also, we want chips. Yeah. Vehicles for the, the Chipotle rice. bowl. Exactly. They are spoons. They forget the fucking chips. Of course. But I, I got fucking chips. Like, okay, we whatever. Can, we, can we can forgive that. Like, we paid for the chips. That's still fucking annoying. We'll move on. You guys, I'm a vegan. (laughs) (laughs) I don't eat meat and I don't eat dairy. Now, I'm not a militant vegan. However, I open my bowl and there's chicken and steak. (laughs) Two meats. And it says sofritas on the top. It says tofu on the sticker. (laughs) God damn. I was like. Kristen, there's meat in my bowl. And it's not like the meat you can just like pick out and like eat the no. There's, there's so a snake much meat. In my boot. There's meat in my bowl. <laughs> so I wasn't really gonna make a big deal about it. I was just gonna like eat something else. Cause I'm not like the kind of person that's gonna go like cause a ruckus. But my roommate, we got her we picked her up Chipotle on our way home and she's like, I ain't got shit to do, I'll just go get you another one. So she took it back and she's like Y'all gave a vegan meat, and they were like, <laughs> no. And so they got me a new bowl. So, like, they made it right. It's fine. It's totally fine. They better. Vegans are the ones that will come for them. Not me specifically, Not but, like, as but a group. Overall. Yeah. Don't put meat in a vegan bowl. No. So, but 
We got Chipotle. We got Chipotle. We finally. got vodka. We got food in you. Yeah. Even though it was already, I had already before. started drinking. It was too late. <laughs> we did the episode beforehand. You are way ahead of me on this one. I don't have that much of my drink left. We're drinking Dirty Charlie's if you care to know, which is Sprite, Grenadine. Mine is Sprite Zero. Yours is regular Sprite, Grenadine, and vodka. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to do what we do, we don't recommend it necessarily. Anyways, we've got some Russian stuff to get into. I love, we've talked about getting into more foreign horror. Yeah. And doing like foreign folklore and urban legends and stuff is kind of in that same realm. Just foreign creepies. Yeah. So that's really cool. We have, it was just going to be like foreign mythology or like foreign like folk folk tales, tales. But then it turned into like. What are some big what ghost about all stories? What other creepy stuff that yeah. we want to talk about in Russia? So, a lot of this is pulled off the internet, so you may have seen this before. Yeah. But, you know, we also, we were on a vacation with some of our friends, and we went into a bookstore, and you found, like, a book on I Russian did. mythology and stuff. I found a book on Russian folktales. How yeah. cool is that shit? Yeah, and so you picked that up. Yeah, I did. So, that was really cool. That was a neat find. And so, some of it's that, and some of it's just stuff we've picked up and found. Mm-hmm. So... Again, sit back and grab a drink, and we're going to jump into some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, hopefully, we when we do these, we get, like, really fucking into it. Like, <laughs> I have this new ring light. We kind of turn that on dim, but pretty much everything else is by candlelight. Yep. So, we do that so we can read. Exactly. <laughs> but, because we print all this out and read it um, after we do our research. But we make it creepy in here for ourselves and everything. It's great. Yeah. And we have some stuff coming up this year that I'm really hoping, like, scares us. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. So, these are my, I know, like, the research is a lot, but these are my favorite. Mm-hmm. I love getting scared and our backs are to nothing it's great yeah it, it's not great it's great it's not it's great <laughs> well why don't you and st- i sit right next to your crawl space crawl space and closet that's like just a little bit cracked so if there was like an eye to like look at us it oh, would have the perfect God, amount now of space i have to close it you oh, see what you've done i'm sorry go God, close the closet she's gonna go close it not All right, that. it's close. <laughs> none of that, none of that. It's like a little bit less creepy in here now, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to start off with the folk tales, since that w- what we were originally going to do. The first one is, it seems to be the most known one that's everywhere. It's called Baba Yaga. The most famous fairy tale malefactor in Slavic mythology is the ogress Baba Yaga. Originally, she transported people from the world of the dead to the world of the living. She was associated with ancestral heritage, as can be concluded from one of her essential features, a little hut on chicken legs. I don't know why that means the, that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But okay. <laughs> so I'm picturing, when you say little hut on chicken on legs. On chicken legs. My mind immediately was like. Hagrid's little hut with little chicken feet, like on chicken feet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How does okay? I don't know why that means the ancestral heritage and families and okay, whatever. When the ancient Slavs buried the dead, they would place them in small houses on high stumps, which resembled chicken legs. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. At least there's a reason. Well, yeah. yeah. Thus, it can be said that Baba Yaga lived in the refuge of the dead. As a custodian of ancestral heritage, she would conduct rituals initiating boys into warriors. This ritual required heavy physical trials and corporal punishment, which is why in the old days, both boys and their mothers were afraid of Baba Yaga. Yet, it was after this ritual that boys became men. 
In Russian fairy tales, young boys meet Baba Yaga when out looking for their kidnapped brides. And if they avoid death and pass all the witches' tests, she gives them wise advice on how to find their missing loved ones. Baba Yaga became a witch and an ogress only with the advent of Christianity, which aspired to remove the positive images of ancient patroness of birth from the consciousness of the Slavs. So once the Christians came in, they kind of just fucked up everybody's folk tales. As they do. That's shitty. Fucking Christians. God damn. The next one I have, I'm going to butcher the name. We, these, okay. We were literally talking, like, we picked the country with, like, the hardest <laughs> know, names right? to say because they have the hardest alphabet of pronunciations. Right. I was even, like, typing things into Google and I was like, God, how to pronounce, <laughs> but, like, I still don't. Plus, I've been drinking and I'm like, yeah, it's gonna Post- it's gonna Post- end badly. Yeah, it's gonna be really. I'm so. We are not trying to be offensive at no. all. So, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we found this interesting. That's why we picked it. Right. <laughs> Just remember this that. This is supposed to be respectful in exactly. nature. All right. Koshi the Deathless. Often mothers tell skinny children who are fussy eaters, "Look at yourself. You're the spitting image of Koshi." This antagonist name most likely derives from the Russian word for bone, which is kost. He looks like a skeleton wrapped in a transparent film of skin. Koshi the Deathless is another Russian fairy tale character who resides in limbo between the world of the living and the world of the dead. This is where he gets his unlimited magical strength and his immortality. Most of the time he appears in fairy tales in the form of a frightening sorcerer or czar with endless wealth, kidnapping young girls to be his wives. Wait, 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 wait. I would volunteer to look like bones with a thin cloth for endless wealth. Personally. (laughs) Oh my God. Nope. Listen. No. No. I could buy all the skin I wanted. Jesus Christ. (laughs) My God. Buffalo Bill. Proceed. Gonna wear it as a jacket. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I've watched enough horror movies to know how to make to a skin suit, it Kristen. Out. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> in one tale, he turns an entire sardom into a rock. In another, he punishes Sarina Vasila, turning her into a frog. He's also very difficult to defeat. Bizarrely, his death can be found at the end of a needle, the needle in an egg, the egg in a duck, the duck in a rabbit, and the rabbit in a trunk locked in chains hanging from the top of an oak. It's just insane. <laughs> like, You're like, that, that right there. What? Not trying to be mean. What drunk Russian came up with that one? Because goddamn. One that's like, okay, I need to do a lot of things He in needs story. to be able to die, but it's got to be insane. <laughs> you know, if anybody's going to come up with a way for somebody to die in insane ways, it's going to be a fucking Russian. Right. Man. Like, that's going to be your dude. Poor Catherine getting crushed by a horse. I didn't even consider the fact that we're drinking vodka for our Russian episode. Is that racist? No. It's, <laughs> it doesn't have to be racist, Kristen. Goddamn. Plus, it's an American vodka. Jeez. If anything. Is that more racist? <laughs> listen. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. We're in a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Furthermore, according to the oldest tales, Koshi is also blind, and in order to see his enemies, he asks his servants to lift his eyelids. Okay, here's my question then. Blepharoplasty. <laughs> if he's blind, <coughs> why does he care to kidnap young girls to be his wives? Why do they have to be young? Does it really matter? Because you, you can still feel saggy-ass skin, Kristen. 
I'm uncomfortable. I can, <laughs> I can, I can feel you and tell if your movies are close to your face oh or close to your coochie, okay? Please. I can tell where they are in relation to your where they should or be. Or you could not. Like, that's an option. What? <laughs> Ancient Slavs associated Koshi's image with the ritual of marital initiation. The, thus, a young girl can only marry after Koshi the Deathless kidnaps her and the groom defeats the malefactor. Listen. Why she gotta get kidnapped? I just feel like this is not, well, this is related, but also much deeper. <laughs> there are so many of these that we've talked about, like not just folklore, but movies, mm-hmm. possessions. It just sucks being a woman. I know. You know, like, right? God damn, y'all. Yeah, I told you about Shit. this already, but I want to bring it up again. Connor and I were having a conversation like a week or so ago. Yeah. And he brought up the that he thinks that women honestly are stronger at fighting or at least fight longer like because they're going to fight with literally everything they have whereas men will eventually give up and go do something else yeah and i told him i was like well let's be completely honest it's because of the patriarchy you guys have whatever you want whenever you have it maybe not the individual male but Men as a species. Well, they always have. Exactly. Always have. I mean, we had to, let's just speaking from the American woman, we had to fight for the right to vote. Exactly. (laughs) You guys have always had all of that. No. You used to own us. Right. And especially, I am a white woman. I've had it easier than a woman of color. Like, they have, they have had it way worse than me. Exactly. So, of course, we have to fight tooth and fucking nail for something when it's important. You can't give up. because Same thing for black men, Hispanic men, any not white male. Yeah. You have to fucking fight harder. Well, and there's also been, there's a character, literally a a character type of a fucking damsel in distress. Yes. There's not a male in distress. Exactly. There are more of them now, but there's, like, it's still very rare. Yeah. But well, it's just, it's interesting we just watched Black Christmas and the fucking man saved her in this feminist exactly. game. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Don't. You, that's the stupidest fucking shit. God damn it. I am what do you got? drunk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are only you on page one of yet. four. Yeah. <laughs> great up. <laughs> also, I would just like to say Russia is scary. Like, the terrain of Russia is scary. So, when you have time Mm -hmm. to either not freeze to death and think of folklore, like, yeah, this shit's going to be good. (laughs) That's because they wrote it with lots of this. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, what can we do with potatoes? Break it. (laughs) God damn it, I can't say this. Fuck. Bojinka? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm Bojinka? going with. Yeah, okay. Doesn't matter. This is what she does. <laughs> the soul of a woman who killed her child or who died in her girlhood was supposed to transform into a Bojinka. Or Boginka? Boginka? I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. The Slavs imagined her to be an ugly, naked, limping hag. God damn. That's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna be limping through forests. Who walked <laughs> along the forest fields and ravines in foul weather and at midnight. 
Okay, she's got to be a badass, though, because you know how fucking cold it is there. And she's naked. Yeah, she ain't got <laughs> nothing. Her skin is fucking leather. Ugh. She was most dangerous for children, depending on her mood. Okay, wait. Do you remember how hard I laughed at Krampus punishing children? Oh, God. <laughs> this is going to be bad. Oh, God. <laughs> depending on her mood, she could prevent a child from falling asleep, make him ill, scare, or even kidnap them. Some would even frighten cattle, steal and entangle yarn, and beat people until black and blue. I mean, she just sounded like she's mad because it's cold and she's naked. Exactly. Like, I, you mean? I don't know why, because that's literally the end of it. She was just like this cold, naked, angry hag wandering the forests and terrain. So why you gotta mess with yarn? Like you do all this crazy shit, but because also you just throw no, yarn on there. Because nobody's making you clothes. I've uncovered the secret. <laughs> we figured it out. Okay, okay. Give I have, her some clothes. Put, just put it out as an offering. Like, exactly. you know, you give cookies to Santa. I, this has nothing to do with Christmas, but like, you know what I mean? Exactly. It sounds to me like she's just some poor homeless woman. They <laughs> <laughs> can fucking oh, help her out. Some Russian's going to be like, you guys have no fucking idea. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We should not drink new mythology or urban legends or folklore anymore. Because I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. Did y'all know that mermaids were really big in Russian folklore? Yeah, I found that interesting too. I yeah. saw that. I was like, really? Yeah. The Russian mermaid, or Rasalka, is not the nice prankster with a tail that Christian Andersen described. In Slavic mythology, the mermaid drowns people or commits suicide and is sometimes a girl who dies unmarried. At night, the mermaids hide in the riverside or lakeside bushes waiting for a passerby. If the unfortunate soul comes too close to the water, they will take him down to the bottom and tickle him to death. All right, wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me if I hadn't gotten married and died, I could have been a mermaid that killed men? You could have been a fucking mermaid, dude. God fucking damn it. All I've ever wanted is to live in the ocean. And you can tickle people to death. Like a... That sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> okay, okay. So basically, mermaids are some fetish club that men like to go to and they want to be tickled and then they accidentally die as mermaids. Well, there's a lot of folklore about mermaids not being like, you know, because if you talk to, or not talk to, but if you look at like pirates, they didn't necessarily think that mermaids were like awesome. They were no. like, those motherfuckers will take you down. Exactly. They will seduce you and kill you. <laughs> they were an omen. Mermaids are fucking scary. Yep. Like I, it kind of makes me sad that we turn mermaids into this cutesy thing. A real? Cause how cool are they to be so creepy? Hell yeah! I would love to watch a horror movie about a mermaid, like in Cabin in the Woods, when it's yes. a merman, but it's like if we got to he's see like that shit. shit. <laughs> yeah, make a horror movie about a mermaid. There's also a mermaid master called. Uh, <laughs> see, that's a, one of those things where the God Russian damn. alphabet does not translate very well. Yeah. The spirit of the lakes, rivers, and swamps is what his name is. It was thought that he could ascend to the sky and create new bodies of water, as well as drown people, especially girls who went swimming in the lakes after sunset. He also takes the prettiest girls he drowns to be his wives. You know, (laughs) don't we have it hard enough? Don't mythology has to come after us, too? I'm so glad I'm chubby. Because, like... (laughs) Like, listen, <laughs> nobody ever wants me as, like, the final girl or, like, the one that they take. I'm just going to be God lumbering damn. on through my life and nobody's <laughs> ever going to take me. God damn. 
conglomerate. I'm working on it. Well, I'm in a calorie exactly. deficit, Kristen. <laughs> exactly. And then someone's going to drown you and take you as their wife. Listen. Okay. <laughs> you said, so we had an episode months ago about near-death experiences where we had a guest author on, and sorry about the audio quality on that, you guys. <laughs> We're getting there. Um, but you talked about how you have uh, drowned or had mm-hmm. really close Tell me about that a little bit. Again? Recap, mm-hmm. yeah. Because some people are new and maybe yeah. haven't gone back that far. So I was real young. I, I was probably 9 or 10. And I had gone to the swim. No, probably older than that because who lets a 9 or 10-year-old go to the pool by themselves? So <laughs> probably 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there. And I went to the pool with my best friend. And we were doing that game, you know, where you dunk each other and go, hold your breath and all that shit. Except I didn't where hold my breath. Where you each other? Got yeah, it. exactly. Except that I didn't hold my breath when I was supposed to, and I can't swim. That is a problem. And wait, 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 wait. You went to the pool <laughs> yeah. knowing you couldn't swim. Yeah. Let your friend put pressure on you yeah. to force you under what? Yeah. All right, continue. Okay, but I was really <clears throat> good at holding my breath, so it was a fun game for me in, in that sense. Okay, all right. Okay. Okay. So okay. she pushed me under, okay. and I, instead of holding my breath, I took in a lot of water. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and I... Drowned? I, yeah, I drowned. So I ended up... I remember floating up above myself, and basically it was like watching my life on a TV. Literally, like those old box TVs. It looked like that. Did it hurt? Not at all. Not even a tiny little bit at all. Ugh. It was the most peaceful fucking feeling I've ever had in my life. Honestly... Wow, I don't want to like. You're like, would do it again, ten out of ten. I don't want to say dying. that. I don't want to say that. <laughs> please, please don't. Okay. She's like, you should die. <laughs> no, please don't do that. Please don't do that. But yes, honestly, I'm. I am not so afraid of the dying part because it was so fucking peaceful. I'm afraid of the pain that you might go through to get to that part. Yeah, the bridge. Yes. Yeah. Whereas. That was actually really peaceful. I basically just went to sleep and watched a TV show about my life. And I, when I, well, I woke myself back up. No lifeguard got me. My friend didn't get me. And when I woke up, I was like, did you not know that I was drowning? Like, I did panic a little. You were just like, hello? Yeah. You didn't even care that I was dead? Exactly. <laughs> and she just commented, she's like, no, I just thought you were doing the best dead man's float ever. I was like, yeah, because I was dead. <laughs> I decided to come back to tell you you were a bitch-ass friend. <laughs> Basically, nobody saved me or anything, so I, I assumed that I must have made the decision. And I just remember... Your mom? Bro. No, honestly, would I would have been... I just... I can't imagine. I don't remember her having any sort of reaction, honestly. I think she thought I was being melodramatic because I remember walking to the door. We had a screen door. It was summer, so she had the door open. And I just stood in front of the screen door all melodramatic. And she (laughs) just went like, why don't you come in? Why are you just standing there? And I'm like, I died. And she did not (laughs) believe me at all. She's like, cool. (laughs) Basically, she's like, "Mm, okay, sure you did. If my kid was like... Hey, mom, pretty sure I died. I'd be like, okay, now I'm afraid that we're going to have paranormal experiences <laughs> because you went somewhere. And brought something back. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I've watched way too many movies for this shit. Well. Maybe that's why I'm a little sensitive to stuff now. Because I don't remember a lot of that when I was real little, so. That's a good fucking point. Maybe. But yeah, that's when I drowned. 
Well, I brought up the drowning thing because we were talking about mermaids, and I was like, man, drowning somebody must fucking, like, that must suck to drown. So but if I, it doesn't, then it doesn't. I've heard that if it's forceful, it really burns, but I think the fact that it was a shock, like, I was expecting not to breathe it in, and I did, and I wasn't, like, fighting it, I think it made it you peaceful. Just did it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm, got it. So if anybody's ever drowning you, just accept it. Yeah, basically. That's our advice. God damn. Please don't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. 101 ways to accept death, both of Amanda and Kristen. <laughs> Great 100th episode. <laughs> How to properly drown. <laughs> don't do that. Please don't. <laughs> All right. Kiki Morris. I can say that. Woo! There are various Kiki Morris from the forests, swamps, or fields. But most of all, they enjoy living in human homes where they can create all kinds of chaos. They are short, basically, yeah. They are short evil spirits, which usually remain invisible. If they settle in a home, it gives the owners nightmares, breaks furniture and dishes, and drives pets crazy. Jesus. Basically little tiny demons. (laughs) Its favorite pastime is spinning yarn. There's a lot of yarn. (laughs) The yarn is a thing. It must have been like a time period thing when all of these came about. The spinning yarn must have been like Mm -hmm. a common thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was across the world in whatever time these were coming about. Right. Not just Russia. But it was very bad. They were very bad at it. Well, especially (laughs) when it's so cold up there. I'm sure you kind of have... Everything. You got to do something indoors. Yeah, exactly. So it would tear up the yarn and tangle up the wool. Sometimes it would appear before people. If this is the case, then misfortune awaits whoever sees the spirit, like a death in the family. So it wasn't like you would stub your fucking toe. It was like somebody was going to die. Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, like sometimes it's like if you see this thing, like bad things are going to happen and you like, I don't know, like get into a car accident or something. Like I know there were cars mm-hmm. like at the time we were spinning wool in our homes. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. a, you know, a fender bender is not. No, somebody was going to fucking die. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. A sorcerer can take possession of this spirit, place it into a ceremonial doll, and throw it into the home of innocent people. You can protect yourself from it with juniper branches and sagebrush. Mom's good to know. Juniper is the scent in my deodorant, and that's why I always smell like a Christmas tree. Perfect. So you have this. So yeah. They're, they're not going <laughs> to take you out. I didn't know that when I bought the deodorant. But I didn't know what do. juniper smelled like. It said juniper and berry. And I was like, I like berries. I like berries. <laughs> it was like, I'm trying this new natural deodorant thing. And it was like juniper and berry. And I was like, I like berries. Now I smell <laughs> yeah. like a Christmas tree and weird stuff because natural deodorant doesn't always work. And I'm working on it. I'm not giving up. But I'm sorry because you have to sit next to me. So I know. I'm just going to lean away from you. Some days it's fine, and some days I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I'll just move into the mic when I need to. Yeah. I know. I smell weird. <laughs> like B.O. and a Christmas like B.O. tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, some of these things coming up are urban legends. Some of them are ghost stories. Some of them are just weird experiences people have had in, like, buildings and historical sites uh those are some of the major like things people still tell their children that Mm -hmm. we just went through do you have any other that i missed all i have are urban legends left no folk tales or anything okay cool those are major folk tales then yes so i just talked about my juniper armpits your turn (laughs) 
<laughs> so now we're going to move on to some urban legends. And there's some pretty good ones, some little ones that I have right here. And then I've got a couple longer ones that are pretty cool. So this person I have. Since the 1970s, a phantom radio station has been broadcasting a mysterious buzz across its airwaves almost every other second. On top of this, every couple of months, a thick Russian accent recites the code UVB76. Hell no. And then the station resumes its buzzing again. The origins of the buzz, oh, the origins of the station, nicknamed the buzzer, are unknown. Nobody knows who set it up or why it emits the buzz in code. Theorists believe the code could possibly relate to Russian military operations, nuclear war, or atmospheric research. Mm. I mean, isn't that what everyone would assume it is? Military? No, 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 no. You know what I assume it is? Aliens. Aliens! <laughs> <laughs> yes! Aliens. I immediately think it's aliens. Everything that you cannot mm. explain, especially on a radio it's wave, it's fucking aliens, bro. And if you don't think it's aliens, you're naive. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? <laughs> what? Me and the Chipotle in my mouth think it's fucking aliens. <laughs> I am. If the Chipotle has a thought, you should spit it out. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I really think Russia is scary. It, there's so, it's so big and so, not all desolate, but you got Siberia. Mm-hmm. N- there's no fucking way. Oh, yeah. If anybody has communicated with aliens... It's fucking Russia! It a secret, it's Russia. Putin! God damn it! Yeah. All of that landmass, you haven't seen anything? Bull. Okay, moving on. What if... Never mind. What? Nothing. Now I want to know. No, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't want to know. I'm drunk. It has to do with Northern <laughs> Lights. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. All right, next. Mysterious holes in Siberia. Giant, inexplicable holes in the ground in Siberia have been appearing over the years, and they just keep coming. Aliens. <laughs> Nobody knows how they started, but one scientific explanation connects them to melting permafrost due to global warming. Still, locals report seeing flashes of light prior to their first appearances, which suggests something a bit more suspicious, like aliens. Fucking, I that's if anything is about aliens, that one is. Like, there's these big holes appearing. You don't think that's maybe from jets or whatever the fuck they're landing with? Yeah. Fucking aliens. That is so fucking scary. Isn't that creepy? All over Siberia this keeps happening. And it's Siberia. They're, like, out in the middle of nowhere. I was reading this fucking article the other day that blew my shit up, man. <laughs> it was fucking <laughs> about how, like, I can't, like, elaborate because I'm not of sound mind to do so. Jesus. But I was talking about how aliens are just like, I'm going to sound like a fucking idiot. (laughs) About how aliens are just like walking among us every single day. Mm -hmm. What if like you... (laughs) Oh my god. You're making yourself laugh. You're going to laugh because you know what I'm talking What if they're our co-workers? Oh, I know one. (laughs) (laughs) Or like... Or, like, you know, like, they're walking among us. And I was seeing people on Facebook share this, and they're like, oh, for sure. Like, they're constantly here. They're running experiments on us. I just, if there's any conspiracy theory that I subscribe to, it's that we know aliens are here. They are constantly here. They are among us, and they are using us. And 
We are going to eat those Chipotle chips on mic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, you guys. But I am hungry. <laughs> Fucking chips. Okay, we're done. Aliens scared the fuck out of me. And maybe they shouldn't. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe they just are coexisting and they just don't, they know that we're a very feeble species and they know that we're like, hey, we're from planet Schmergersberger, wherever that is, and, and we exist there and we've been here for millions of years and you guys haven't and it's fine, but that we would just go into a full-blown panic and start nuking everything and so they, they know that we would do that, you know? Okay, I also am on this medication that tells you not to fucking drink at all when you're on it. And so oh my this God. is the first time <laughs> I've drank on it. So, I uh, yeah. <clears throat> all right. So, aliens. I can't. We're, aliens oh, are real. One more. One, okay, I'm sorry. All right. The Black Volga. Mm. If you ask anyone in Russia or Eastern Europe... I thought you said the black vulva. <laughs> Proceed. I'm, so just, I need a new co-host. <laughs> I'm going to just eat my Chipotle in silence. You, you just do, stay over there. You do, you sis. Let me I'm talk good. to the people. I'm sorry. All right. If you ask anyone in Russia or Eastern Europe about this infamous car, you'll hear a story you won't soon forget. The appearance of the car has been connected to a string of disappearances, particularly children. Some even say that the devil himself drives the mysterious car. I've actually heard about this. Mm -hmm. Lucifer driving a fucking car That's during the Cold War, really right? Really fucking interesting. Yeah. Holy shit. Kids are just fucking disappearing and this this car is everywhere? That's pretty creepy. He's collecting them. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Which, you could say the devil, but honestly, especially if the, during, like I know the Cold War was like a Cold War. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not the devil. Maybe he's collecting children because he's like, this is a shitty world. Let me take you to a better place. Maybe. I mean, if anyone who's seen Red Sparrow, I'm not saying this is how they're taken, but it's all these, like, ballet-type girls who are taken to this place and taught to be these secret spies. Maybe they're little kids that were taken to do to stuff be like, like that. like, crazy militants. Absolutely like... believe stuff like that happened. It's probably still happening. I mean... Everywhere. People are definitely weaponized. I definitely believe that. Mm-hmm. Was well, turning into a conspiracy theory episode? <laughs> all right. I know that this one is controversial, mm-hmm. and although this has been quote unquote debunked, the Russian sleep experience experiment. Exper- the Russian sleep <laughs> experiment. So good and creepy. There's one of the creepiest ghost stories to ever come out of Russia. <clears throat> The Russian sleep experiment. According to the story, researchers in the 1940s took five prison inmates and locked them in an airtight chamber with a special gas to keep them awake. They wanted to see if the effects of prolonged sleep deprivation and promised the subjects their freedom if they could go 30 days without sleep. The results were obviously horrific. (laughs) This bitch right here, me, I cannot... Function. You've seen me. If I come in with, mm-hmm. like, five hours of sleep, I'm like, Kristen, mm-hmm. I cannot. Yeah. And you know the people that <clears throat> signed up for this were the ones who were like, I can go five days without sleep. I ain't no problem. Mm. 30 days? Like, mm-hmm. your body just cannot function. Your brain cannot. Your brain has to sleep every night to process your day. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Uh-huh. 
Anyways. Hence why it goes real bad. Yeah. Real bad. On the fifth day, paranoia started to set in, and they stopped talking to one another. On the ninth day, a few of them started screaming relentlessly, while the others tore apart the books they were given, smeared them with excrement, and blocked off the one-way mirrors so they couldn't be watched anymore. That's when I'd be done. As the scientist, <laughs> you're putting poop on no. things. <laughs> the experiment is over. <laughs> you know, it doesn't even take nine days without sleep for people to smear poop on stuff. And we know that from experience. We should know. Those poor bathrooms. Then the screaming stopped and three days went by without a single sound. From inside That's the chamber. That's what I would be done. I'd be like, you know, I can give people like they're going crazy from without sleep, but then when there would be no sound, I'd be like, deuces. Yeah. I'm fucking scared. Mm-hmm. Then one of the voices answered, we no longer want to be freed. And if I wasn't done before, <laughs> I'm now. done now. Goddamn. After 15 days, the researchers finally opened up the chamber, and the sight inside was horrific. One of the subjects was dead and torn to shreds, with pieces of him stuffed into the floor drains. Ew. The other four subjects had mutilated themselves and were terrified at the thought of actually going to sleep and begged to stay in the chamber. They were forcibly removed and when surgeons tried to repair the damage, they resisted so strongly that they could not be sedated. They laughed maniacally as they were sewn back together, fully awake and fully aware of what was happening. Ew. Which is like one of your biggest fears. Eventually, after demanding to return to the chamber, the head researcher told his team to let them back in. But one member of the team resisted, shot the head researcher, and then shot one of the two remaining subjects... Jesus Christ. Before killing the last one, he asked a single question. What are you? The subject responded, Have you forgotten so easily? We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go to the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. The researcher, having gotten his answer, Shot the last remaining subject in the Jesus chest. Jesus Christ. He's like, thanks for that. You're gone. <laughs> I'm not dealing with this shit no more. <laughs> Bye. <clears throat> you know what's so interesting? This isn't like groundbreaking or anything. But you know, one of my favorite current musical artists, and I know I'm going to be called a basic bitch for this, but I really like Billie Eilish. And I would have liked, I like her so much because when I was an emo middle schooler, I would have thought she was like my queen mm-hmm. <laughs> because she's kind of dark. And her album is literally called When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Mm. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. Well, this kind of talks about that. And it's kind of like, you know, are there things that we, we have, you know, the whole 10% of our brain thinks that's been proven to be like a little mythical. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily true. But there are definitely parts of our subconscious that we don't fuck with, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably for good reason. And I think there are definitely things like the dreams that I have, mm-hmm. I don't want to know where the, that shit comes from. Yeah. I know that it's probably deep psychological trauma, <laughs> 
But, like, I don't really want to know why I'm having these dreams and where my brain is coming up with this imagery. A lot of it may be the horror movies we watch, and I understand that, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I don't, I don't want to mm-hmm. fucks with that. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. I always no. love that one. <clears throat> That's just a creepypasta. It's not like there's any sort of scientific truth behind that at all, that that even happened. But it is so creepy and so good. Well, that's one of the things. Like, it says it's like, this has been debunked. Mm-hmm, but exactly. it comes up. Anytime you look for, like, oh, Russian yeah. ghost stories or folklore, the Russian if sleep experiment comes up. ghost stories, there's this creepy picture that's always above the Russian, the Russian sleep, sleep experiment. experiment. Yeah. Always. And while this may not be true, and it's probably not, you can't tell me we haven't done... We Have you fucking heard of the shit we've done to people on acid and LSD for experiments? You cannot tell me we haven't done something like this. Just because it didn't end up like this, we have deprived people of sleep on purpose. And it was We've, probably detrimental. We, as a, as human beings, have done terrible things. The Japanese did terrible fucking things to the Chinese. That's how we learned so much about burning and freezing and all of that shit and how it affects bodies is because of what they did. The Nazis learned so much stuff. I'm not saying it's good. But they did learn it but we have from data. concentration camps. Exactly. Yeah. Things like that. Horrible things that we've done to people. Yeah. Humans I don't are doubt, honestly, species. this experiment has happened. It may not have ended up this way, but this experiment has happened. Oh, yeah. I don't know where. I don't know who did it, but someone did it. And they may not have said, we are the madness that lurks within you when you go to sleep. No. They may have just been like, well, I mean... I don't know if it's an urban legend or not, but, you know, you always hear that as a kid, if you don't sleep for so many days, you'll die. I'm assuming that they figured that out. I'm assuming well, your brain just has to stop working eventually when it doesn't have the chance to reboot. Yeah. Reboot. Reboot. It's basically a computer. Exactly. It has to recharge. Mm-hmm. Your phone's going to die if you don't plug it in. Sleep is basically mm-hmm. the same thing. So imagine if you deprive yourself of sleep for so many days, what you're going to start fucking doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm with this basically smearing poop on the fucking mirrors. Yeah, I bet that would fucking happen. Like, yeah. I think that would all fucking happen up until a certain point. Yeah. Well, we've we've done real experiments on people where when you sleep, some people, it doesn't happen to everybody. That's the experiment and how we can help everyone. But there are people who don't end up with Alzheimer's or things like that. And it's because when they sleep, their brains shrink into each other just a little bit. So that their your brain brain fluid can just yeah. literally wash it out. Yeah. Your brain literally washes itself when you sleep. Yeah. And the better it can do that, the less chance you have of getting things like Alzheimer's and stuff like that. So we've for sure done experiments to figure out stuff on sleep. Well, it's like every time they tell you, to, like when you're trying to get healthy, whether that be weight loss or just like for general health, like... Get eight yeah. hours of sleep. Get your eight hours. You have of a sleep. test coming up. Get your get, sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was just in marching band and we'd have contests, the band directors would literally say, "Like it's scientifically proven that teenagers the perfect amount of sleep that you need is nine hours. So this is your bedtime mm-hmm. tonight to be at school by this about like mm-hmm. literally they would tell us that like you need nine hours of sleep tonight to kind of perform your best tomorrow. Exactly. That's the worst part about this creepy pasta is that it seems legit. It yeah, seems well, like something exactly. that the Russians, like Soviet Russia, for sure did shit like this. Did experiments like this. Yeah. Absolutely, 1,000%. And they could have done this one easy. Well, exactly. So, yeah. While it's been debunked. Yeah. is Has it really? Right. Like, Soviet Russia, they hold on to so many secrets still. Who knows? Maybe this guy didn't go around shooting people, and maybe this guy didn't say, you know, we are the madness that lurks within you, begging to be free every moment in your deepest animal mind. 
However, like just because we're, we don't turn into literal demons when we don't sleep mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we don't do that. They just crazy kill a whole shit. bunch of people. Yeah, after they went crazy. Oh yeah. Would I want to hang out with somebody that hasn't slept in twenty days? <laughs> no, I would not want to be in the same room as them. No. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, fuck that. So this next one is called the collector, and this is very common in most countries' folklore, but we're again focusing on Russia. The urban legend revolving the collector in Russia has real-world roots. In 2011, a man was apprehended in Russia after his shocking secret was discovered. He liked to dig up cadavers and dress up the remains to display around his home. In total, he dug up 29 bodies. This absolutely sickening event helped spur the legend of the collector, a mysterious figure who kidnaps people, kills them, and puts their mummified remains on display. The collector is known all over the world, but with such a creepy true story coming from Russia, the legend looms largest there. Now, I've heard this one before. Yeah, there's a this movie is, called The Collector. Yeah, this is a real fucking guy. This is a true story. He yeah. did this. The part that creeps me out the most, though, is that he would put them on display in his home and let his family come in and see like them see and tell them that they were dolls. It, you How? have to have some serious, like, morgue equipment to do that yeah. for them not to know. Oh, yeah. How fucking creepy. How do you find that out later? Yeah, I just went over to my son's house and he's got these dolls, whatever. He's a little weird. And then you find out later that that's a dead body that he fucking dug up. I would not tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> like, who? I don't have a son. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, not, not me. Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. I like this one because it rhymes. <laughs> the well to hell. <laughs> According to legend, a Russian scientific team was drilling in Siberia, which Siberia is just scary to me. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Well, just conditions that extreme, whether mm-hmm. hot or cold, just seem so scary mm-hmm. to me. Things and, that can survive there. Exactly. And the fact that your government used to just send people there as punishment. It's real creepy. I can't imagine how haunted it must be out there. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And people that volunteer to, like, work there and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. But a scientific team was drilling in Siberia when they came across something no one could explain. While drilling a large hole, the machine started to lose its shit, basically. The scientists felt a surge of extreme heat radiate from the hole. And if they listened, they could hear faint noise coming from within. Jesus. When they tested the heat at the bottom of the hole, it came back at about 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. They lowered their microphones down into the well and heard a sound they would never forget. The sound of human voices crying out in agony. It was the most blood-curdling screams any of them had ever heard, and the group quickly realized they discovered what they had described as a well to hell. Mm. And they could never explain what they had discovered. Mm. This is a group of yeah. fucking scientists. Well, like, what do you tell people? Yeah, we were out in the middle of nowhere, and we dug down in this hole, and we heard screaming. And, like, okay, you're digging down so far. Like, of course, the center of the earth is hot. Mm-hmm. It's molten. Like, mm-hmm. we get it. The screaming part. Mm-hmm. And also, these are scientists, so they know, like, where they're drilling and what it's supposed to... Like, if they weren't expecting to hit something that was 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit, then they know that. Yeah. And they were not yeah. expecting that. And that scares me because y'all know how I feel about hell. Mm-hmm. Like, The fact that there might that. be a physical place that you could literally Burn? get to. Like, I would literally take any other method of death than burning. 
Yeah. Any, I think. Yeah. Other than, like, slow torture over, like, years. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather burn in eight minutes, if that's true, than, you know, be tortured over, like, years, I think. But, mm-hmm. yeah, very few things would I take over. Totally agree. When people do that whole question, drowning or burning? Well, drowning. I've done it. So, of course, drowning. Yeah. 1,000%. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I'll drown. Because <laughs> what I've heard, too, you're not the first person. With drowning, you basically just pass out. Yes. And I think with burning, at some point, you also go into shock, but not before you feel, like, immense amounts of pain. Exactly. Your brain will eventually shut off that pain, but you're going to feel it for a little bit. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, you're right. I basically just blacked out. Yeah. So. And with drowning, I've read so many times, just take in the water exactly just like i've heard i know it like goes against everything that your body wants to do yeah i'm not saying go drown yourself but if this is something that's happening to you 101 podcast (laughs) yeah if this is something that's happening to you don't fight it it's gonna hurt more yeah right exactly all right i only have two more so i'm gonna take over for a little bit these are pretty long ones though because they're pretty cool Mm, i'm ready all right uh okay this is gonna be massacred the Judica Cordialia brothers are two Italian former amateur radio operators who made audio recordings that allegedly support the conspiracy theory that the Soviet space program covered up cosmonaut deaths in the 1960s. Mm. I totally believe that happened, 1,000%, that there's people that died up there that they don't tell, they don't talk about. And Why would they? Exactly. Here, I'm just going to list some of the things that they say they recorded. May 1960, a crewed spacecraft reports it is going off course. May or November 1960, a faint SOS Morse code signal is sent from another troubled spacecraft leaving Earth's orbit. February 1961, a cosmonaut is audibly re- recorded suffocating to death. That is terrifying. April 1961, a, cas- a capsule is recorded orbiting the Earth three times before re-entering the Earth's atmosphere, just days before the Yuri Gagarin made his historic flight. May 1961, an orbiting spacecraft makes an appeal for help after going out of control. Mm-mm. October 1961, a cosmonaut loses control of his spacecraft, which veers off into deep space. November 1962, a space capsule mislodges re-entry, bouncing off the Earth's atmosphere and out into space. Those two back-to-back, by the way, literally, if you want to talk about deepest, deepest fear, going out into deep space. Uh, yeah. Fucking terrified. Especially into the unknown. Yes. Connor keeps talking about how he wants to go out into space and what if we need to leave this planet? I'm like, I will fucking die on this planet because the thought of just drifting out into deep space and just starving to death all by yourself out there, fuck that. Absolutely not. Yeah. I'll blow up down here before that ever fucking happens. Yeah. Just nuke me. Exactly. Take me out. November 1963, a female cosmonaut dies during reentry. That's the one that's been the biggest like scare of this because they talk about hearing her going help and things like that and screaming on the audio could you imagine being these two little italians finding that fucking shit fuck that especially when you're talking about going up against a powerful government yeah nope no thank you just talking about this stuff Gives me the heebie-jeebies. I know, right? Please don't come for me, Russia. We're just talking about shit we found on the internet. Because a lot of this stuff seems at least plausible. A government covering this shit up? Oh, absolutely they would. Government covers shit up every single fucking day, and if you don't think so, you're stupid. I'm sorry, but, like, they do. Exactly. April 1964, another cosmonaut is killed when his capsule burns up in the Earth's atmosphere. Nope. 
No, they're burning. No, thank you. That was the end of the notes on that one. That has, that's another one of those where Russia investigated all of it and then it was locked away in a secret thing and what the answer to it and it was just faked and it's not real. But was it? But was it? And that's, we'll never know. That's like the, the that's like the real life scary shit. Because yeah. we'll never know. We're never. just everyday citizens that don't have a, well, I don't, this is a, my viewpoint, but don't have a right yes. to know. Yes. That's, like exactly it's fucking it's not creepy. even our government yeah but it's the same concept you know how much shit the united states doesn't tell its citizens yeah most of it like we don't know what's going on in the world exactly like we were competing with russia the same time to get into space and we failed i mean yes we can just fail of course but it leads to the conspiracy theory of did we just fail or did they push so hard that they ended up killing people to get there first of course they did yeah like wouldn't you yeah. That's why people think we faked the moon landing, because we had to beat Russia. Exactly. I mean, I don't blame them for thinking that. Exactly. I'm not saying I think that, but, you know, like, I can see why people why would think people would that there. we would well, fake the moon. Well, if you make it all secret and stuff and you don't tell people, of course they're going to come up with theories. Even if it's not malicious, we're going to think it is. Of course. You should just admit it and stop making it secret files. So release it. Exactly. Like, we were talking with our boss the other day about the JFK thing. Yeah. How they wouldn't release who they... They did all this research and found out who did it, but they wouldn't release it until everyone that really cared was dead. But those are the people that care. If you release it by us, we're like, oh, okay, whatever. Right. That's really unfucking fair. Yeah. He should be grieved like people actually wanted to. People loved him. Exactly. It's really unjust. All right, my last one is really long, and honestly, it's the one that I learned this about this one from Lore, and ever since, it has just, like, stuck in my brain, and it's so creepy, and I love it. So this is about the Dyatlov Pass incident. The Dyatlov Pass incident was an event where nine Russian hikers died in the northern Ural Mountains between the 1st and 2nd of February 1959 in uncertain circumstances. The experienced trekking group who were all from the Ural Polytechnical University Institute, sorry, not university, had established a camp on the slopes of, I'm going to massacre it, Kolat Sikal, which literally means dead mountain, which is of real course. creepy, right? Yeah. This, this part, by the way, is not an urban legend. This really did happen. These people did die up there. This is an area that is now named in honor of the group's leader, Igor Dyatlov. During the night, something caused them to tear their way out of their tents and flee the campsite, all while inadequately dressed for the heavy snowfall and sub-zero temperatures. After the group's bodies were discovered, an investigation by Soviet authorities determined that six had died from hypothermia, while the other three showed signs of physical trauma. One victim had a fractured skull, two others had major chest fractures, and the body of one of the group was missing both of its eyes. Hell no. <laughs> the investigation concluded that a compelling natural force had caused the death. There is no natural force that would take somebody's eyes. eyes just their eyes, right? It wouldn't crush that their is face. Ritualistic. Nothing. Yeah. Numerous theories have been put forward to account for the unexplained deaths, including animal attacks, hypothermia, avalanche. I don't know what this one is. Catabatic winds. Okay. The eyes. Yeah, I'm keep going. Infrasound-induced panic, military involvement. Or some combination of these. They've also theorized that there was a 
uh, like an Aboriginal group that lived around there. Yeah. They're natives. Right. That they've assumed that they've done it too, but they have interviewed people of that group and they didn't. Three of the hikers had fatal injuries. One had major skull damage and both of the others had major chest, chest fractures. The force required to cause such damage would have been extremely high, comparable to the force of a car crash. Jesus. Notably, the bodies had no external wounds associated with the bone fractures. Oh my god. So something hit you like a car crash, but you don't even show any bruising or anything? It's just broken? That's terrifying. No. It's as if they have been subjected to a high level of pressure. One hiker was found at the bottom of a stream. She was missing her tongue, eyes, part of her lips, as well as facial tissue and a fragment of skull bone. Another had his eyeballs missing, and a third, his eyebrows. His eyebrows were missing? Are you kidding? That You think an avalanche did that? The avalanche was like, just just want the eyebrows. Some of them had only one shoe, while others had no shoes or were only socks, or were found wrapped in strips of ripped clothes that seemed to have been cut from those who were already dead. So, okay, I have more, but let's stop for a second. Oh, yeah? So... You're telling, like, the thing that they came up with was avalanche. You're telling me that an avalanche came down, popped some dude's eyes out, but left everyone else alive long enough to cut strips of clothing from their friends to cover their feet. That seems like a really poor, like, if I was going to go with anything, it wouldn't be avalanche, because all an avalanche is going to do is bury people in snow. That's exactly my point. So these people weren't buried in snow. They lived long enough to strip their friends of their clothing. Right. Before they were then, they also had their eyes ripped out and shit. Are you fucking kidding me? If I... I, There was no thought put into this excuse at all. I believe... avalanche? Exactly. I believe in Bigfoot, and if anything's gonna make me believe that, it's this fucking story. It's just weird, because, like, why would he want the eyes? Exactly. They took his eyebrows. You're telling me an avalanche can take someone's eyebrows? Their tongue, like, okay, she chewed her tongue off. Okay, I can take that story. But yeah, seriously? Okay. Journalists reporting on the available parts of the inquest filed claims that state this. And this is just noted on what they mentioned at the, the yeah, site. Okay. Right. Six of the group members died of hypothermia and three of fatal injuries. There were no indications of other people nearby on Colat Sika apart yeah. from the nine travelers. So nobody else was up there. The tent had been ripped open from within, so something scared the fuck out of them that unclothed, they ran, they ripped open that tent and ran out. The victims had died six to eight hours after the last meal. Okay, so we're assuming probably dinner time they ate. Dinner time, slept a little bit, woken up. To this terrifying thing. Hell no. Traces from the camp showed that all group members left the campsite of their own accord on foot. High levels of ran. high levels of radiation were found on only one victim's clothing, which is where it brings in the military part of it, or the Soviet covering something up. To dispel the theory of an attack by indigenous Mansi people, they stated that the fatal injuries of the three bodies could not have been caused by another human being, because the force of the blows had been too strong and no soft tissue had been damaged. So yeah, how are you supposed to prove someone had been hit if there's no bruising or anything? Release documents contained no information about the condition of the skier's internal organs. There were no survivors of the incident. At the time, the verdict that the group members had all died because of a compelling natural force. 
The inquest officially ceased in May 1959 as a result of the absence of a guilty party. The files were sent to a secret archive. See, aliens. <laughs> like, something fucking happened and they fucking covered it up. Even Bigfoot, like, okay. But Bigfoot, to me, it, well, at least what we know, is, is it's still like a beast. So that's well, yeah, still going to leave some, some sort of footprints like... Footprints or bruising if he hit them or something. I was about to say, bruising or something. This is like meticulous, though. Yeah. Like, very specific. They had broken bones with no bruises. Fuck that. Yeah. No way. And no. they heard something coming because they bailed at that fucking tent. You can't tell me. Even if it was, if they heard an avalanche and they bailed because of that, there would still be bruising of some sort. They're getting pummeled to death and with stuff. And also, there'd be an avalanche. And also, they'd Just be fucking saying. covered. Yeah. If you look, there's pictures online, and I'm fascinated with this thing now, so I'm all over it. There are pictures online of their campsite. Yeah. Their tent's not covered. At all. Wouldn't their tent be fucking buried? Well, in the radiation thing, aliens, man. Exactly. Bro, that's fucking... If that's not aliens out of any of these stories, nothing's aliens. Yeah. Fucking aliens. They've been here, they are here, and they will be here long after we're gone. They're watching us destroy our planet right now, and then they're just going to replenish it when we're gone. I swear to yeah. God. There were there were trees nearby that they found a couple of them in that little forested area. That were not snapped? The trees at a certain level, all the the limbs had been snapped off. But not at a from certain an avalanche? Height. Exactly. Exactly. What they chalk it up to is, oh, they tried to get into the trees to see. No. no. Something fucking came after them. That's what fucking happened. They were running from something that was killing them. That's more terrifying than anything I have left. <laughs> because that is, like, those poor men... Can you imagine yeah. being awakened by something, tearing open your tent, hauling you ass had gone to in bed, Soviet Russia? They were just, they had just camped there to get to the top of the peak They because they couldn't see it anymore. That was it. They were going to go the next morning and be done with their trip. Fuck uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. And then they covered it up. They took his eyes. Can mm-hmm. you, first of all, they probably did that while he was alive. Mm-hmm. Imagine the... The pain, the shock, the terror. <sighs> they ran out of there in sub-zero temperatures with no shoes. Can you imagine how terrified they were? No. Exactly. No. That's why that sticks with me. It should. I'm scared. Turn on the light. <laughs> and just talking about this stuff, I feel like I'm next. <laughs> like, always. Like, you know, like, when you talk about something, like, that's scary. And I know that was in the 50s, but, like, mm-hmm. they're still here. Mm-hmm. I bet it's the same fucking people. No, not people, but you know what I mean. Bureaucracy just continues down the line. I'm sure Russia has a big book of secrets, just like I'm sure America does, oh, on well, how to contact course. the aliens yeah. and everything that happened. Dalov Pass is partly in Russia's. Yep. Here's what happened. Here's who it was. Here's why they did it. Yeah, just exactly. keep saying you know, this. When and then Putin move went on. in, here's your book. Read yeah. on what happened. There you go. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Here's how to make nice. Exactly. Here's what they'll do when they'll do it. And here's how to just be like, here's what we do and shake exactly. hands. And yeah, you'll be fine. Exactly. That's why I would want to be like in politics. Not to, to get know. what I want, but just to know. Just to know. Same. I don't give a shit about power. I just want to fucking know. Same. I'll never know. I want to be like, Keep either doing what I'm doing now, managing a fucking healthcare office in a big city that nobody cares about, or being a teacher. I'll never know. Yeah. I want to. Well, like I've told you, my grandfather used to work 
on Project Blue Book. There's stuff he knows that I would kill to know. But now, he has Alzheimer's. I'll never know. He doesn't know it anymore. Yeah. How fucking sad is that? And even if he did. He could tell me. Yeah. Exactly. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Something less creepy. I mean, it's creepy because it has to do with Chernobyl. Ooh. Okay. So, the Blackbird of Chernobyl. Okay. A lot of people know about Chernobyl because now it's like a big series. And, you yeah. Know, but everybody knows about Chernobyl and, and what happened. And they should know. It's fucking sad. Yeah. Tradi- Let's yeah. not let this one go. Yeah. Yeah, some creepy shit probably happened after Chernobyl. Absolutely. Especially to the people that were like, that surrounded Chernobyl. Or the animals or any of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was not great. Yeah. So, some of the people faced these creepy circumstances. And according to some survivors, shortly before the huge nuclear, before, keyword here, before the huge nuclear plant meltdown, they all started experiencing weird shit, including nightmares, phone calls, and encounters with a huge winged beast that came to be known as the Blackbird of Chernobyl. General accounts reported that it looked like a large creature-like man with huge wings and red eyes. Some even reported seeing it over one of the reactors as it went through the meltdown. So it was what I assume like an omen. Have you ever heard about the Mothman prophecies? It's coming, yeah. Okay, it's, I was going to say, that's the fucking Mothman. It's related, yeah. People are quick to relate this apparent bringer of doom to the legendary Mothman of West Virginia. Which started showing up right before the Silver Bridge collapsed. Yep. The way people describe these two beings are so similar that one is left to wonder if there are really creatures out there that show up when something bad is going to happen. So, if you see a large scary bird man on the way to work, don't go. (laughs) No, I for sure 1000% believe in omens and shit like that. And for it to be the exact same fucking looking creature before this major terrible event... Fucking bad. How is that not? How is that not real? Honestly, that's how I feel about a lot of the alien stuff. Like, if you have so many different cultures saying the same thing, how is that not real? Yeah. Exactly. And honestly, I think humans, we have some shit figured out, but I don't think we listen enough. Same. I think that the universe, God, Whatever you want to call it, whatever you believe, I don't really think it fucking matters. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think it's all one and the same. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of shit out there. And I think we're so busy and constantly on the move mm-hmm. that we just miss things. And Absolutely. these people were getting, like, threatening phone calls. Like, very ominous things. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Like, if I were to get a threatening phone call, I'd be like, that's fucking weird. People are fucking weird. And not even pay attention. And if they had, maybe they would have been like, hey, what are you supposed to do? Move out of your house because something weird is going to happen? The really sad part is you literally couldn't. This was Soviet Russia. You couldn't. They moved people there to set up this town to have this nuclear facility. Yeah. You couldn't left. You were basically a slave there. That's fucking sad. Yeah. Even if they got these threatening phone calls and didn't want to go to work. Yeah. So... That but yes, Mothman. that creeps me out. Like Dialog Pass just creeped you out. Like yeah. the fact that because I believe in Mothman and the fact I didn't realize that Chernobyl had, had a no, that's fucking cool. They call him the Blackbird, but yeah, that's Blackbird cool. of Chernobyl. Can you imagine how scary it would be to see that though? <laughs> like, no, 
<laughs> don't want to see it. I would I believe think it. I would cry. Don't want to see it. I would it. think I'd be fucking crazy. Yeah. Same. If I came to work and like, Kristen, I saw a dude, and he was winged, and I know you'd be like, you just saw a fucking omen and something terrible is about to happen. First of all, my first thought would be nuclear war and that Colorado Springs is about to be nuked. That would Especially honestly... Especially now, yeah. Yeah, on the brink of... Well, a lot of people don't think World War III is going to happen, but just like with the current like Iran crisis yeah, going exactly. on, you know... If we live in a military town with mm-hmm. fucking NORADs down the street, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'd probably think a missile's coming right. and we're going to miss it. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody's like, oh, you're landlocked, you're landlocked. Nothing's going to happen. The military's going to catch it. But what if they fucking didn't? Right. You know. Exactly. That'd be my first thought. Mm-hmm. But uh, what would I do? I'd go sit at my desk and go to work and be like, what the fuck is happening? And then I'd get nuked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Well, you got to think of all those creepy omens or feelings that you get. I mean, is there ever a time that you're listening to music and, like, a weird song about, I don't know, death comes on, or, hey, look behind you, or you're never driving to work and you just get that weird feeling, like, you shouldn't be going to work today, or, yeah, I wonder how my grandmother's doing, something feels wrong. Something just pops into your head, exactly. and you're like, hmm, like, listen. If you get those listen, there are times where I've literally called my mom going, I feel really fucking weird about something right now. How's grandma doing? And then she'll call me later and go, okay, so grandma had a bad day on something, but she's okay. And I'm like, got it. Well, if we can go a little like off track real quick, we were just in on the beach with doing like a girl's trip for your birthday Mm -hmm. and we don't do tarot. But mm-hmm. we do... I'm working on it. I'll get there. These card readings, and they're basically angel cards. Especially tarot, you know, light. <laughs> For beginners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and I don't have much of the feelings that you do. But when I do readings with you, they usually tend to come out fairly similar. And you kept pulling the same card for me over and over and over. And it kept having to do with my dad around yeah. this, the time of his death and the time of his birthday. Yes. Over and over and over and over. Creepy. So, like, we do readings based on timelines. Mm-hmm. So, like, this, like... Like, you how, go through a year. Every couple months. So, March draw a card, and May. Draw a card. Draw a card. My dad died in March and his birthday is in July. And every month of those every months... Every month, March and July... I pulled a death card. Yeah. You pulled the deceased loved one card every single time. And I kept asking you, I was like, you talked to your dad in a while? Yeah. Because you need to talk to your dad. Your dad wants to talk to you. He's trying to talk to me and I'm not listening. Exactly. Because I don't, this is going to sound like harsh. I don't fucking want to because it's difficult. Yeah. Like it's hard for me to, it's painful. Yeah. So like, but sometimes we need to step back and pay attention to things that we don't want to listen to because they're difficult or painful or scary right and omens and past loved ones and things like that are all kind of wrapped into that exactly like there are things people loved ones out there trying to tell you things if you would just take a second and listen yeah they're really trying to contact you i totally 1000 percent believe that and it's spooky but you should listen all right, moving on. The haunting of Yvonne Vasily. Nobody on board the ship knew exactly how the Yvonne Vasily became haunted, but everybody could sense that they were carrying something they shouldn't be. Oh, God. It started off small, with crew members growing uneasy, feeling like something was watching them. When you feel that, fucking listen. But soon, things grew chaotic. One night, 
This is getting creepy. I'm like legitimately really getting, getting creeped creepy. out. Like this hasn't happened in yeah. a while. Like if you guys get that feeling on the back of your neck that something's wrong, fucking listen. Yeah. One night, all of the crew members suddenly went berserk and started going after one another, not knowing why they felt the urge to attack each other. Because they've been stuck in a boat together for some <laughs> It ended when one of the crewmen flung himself overboard to take his own life. Jesus Christ. A few days later, it happened again, and another crew member jumped overboard. Once the ship docked, most of the crew abandoned ship, and a new crew was hired to handle the cargo. While out on the sea, the same thing happened, and two people passed away on the journey, including the captain, who threw himself overboard. After this went on for quite a while, people who knew the ship realized the only way to deal with it was to burn the ship down. The sailors gathered in the lifeboats and cheered as they watched the ship go up in flames and sink to the bottom of the ocean. Okay. Uh-huh. I have a creepy thought mm. that I've, I've been thinking about for a couple weeks now and I want to share with you. Oh, God. And this is making me think of it because okay. of these people jumping overboard. Yeah. Okay. So, when people jump from things to kill themselves like when they, bridges like buildings ships, stuff like yeah, that okay you usually hear someone going i heard the scream all i heard was the scream i heard the scream okay here's where my mind goes because we there are people that have survived those falls and they talk about 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 halfway down they think it's a bad idea they don't want to do it anymore so if you're hearing those screams that's probably those people screaming terrified before they die usually you would think like my first thought would be people screaming because they see the people jumping that's what i thought too but the more i think about it i was like if everyone hears that does everyone scream every time Hmm. yep creeped me out gross so don't do that i will never do that now thinking of that yeah so yeah all those poor people i would assume that they got fucking possessed. Yeah, me and too. launched overboard and didn't yeah. want to. Yeah. Fuck that. I would agree. I would agree. Fuck that. Well, and it doesn't even go into detail about like what it was or if they ever figured it out. They were just like when crew after crew after crew were started attacking each other and then, and then, we then two the people specifically would go overboard. Two people. Fuck that. Then, so you're yeah, possessed. Exactly. You're it's a the ritualistic same thing, thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so this is not necessarily creepy, but I guess you could say it's definitely something where we talk about, okay, this is kind of a conspiracy theory, but we live in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Denver International Airport Mm -hmm. is one of the biggest conspiracy hubs in the nation. Have you heard? Yes, girl. You haven't heard of that? No. It is home to one of the biggest conspiracies for having... Like, if shit goes awry in the world of housing the biggest underground airport and home for, like, the world elite Illuminati, like, they will go to Denver International Airport. There's creepy murals and, like, Illuminati shit all over Denver. I know we have that new gargoyle that speaks, and that's supposed to be real creepy and Illuminati-esque or something, right? Yeah, there's Illuminati shit and Freemason shit all over Denver, and it apparently has miles and miles of underground airport and tunnels for, Mm -hmm. like... The world elite to go to if an apocalypse happens. Ooh, yeah. interesting. So we should look that up and talk about that 
in an episode, or you should just look it up just because it is so close to us. So, all you out there, look up Denver International Airport Conspiracy Theories because they're really interesting. But, the underground Soviet shelters. Okay. One of the most fascinating urban legends in Russia is that there are secret underground shelters and tunnels built by Stalin and the government during World War II. Stories of just how wild and big these underground lairs are have grown over time to the point that people speculate that there are vast underground airports and tank tunnels, like tanks. Think about how big World War II tanks were. Underground the city of Moscow. Oh, they for sure were. Yeah. What are you talking about? They had to defend right. that shit. They had to move them around somehow without getting destroyed. Yeah. Well, and this is saying there are underground bunkers left over from the Cold War. And the vast secret of tunnel network may have been uh, more plausible than most people believe, especially when you take into the account the fact that most of the Mus- Moscow subway has lots of blocked gates and stairways that supposedly go nowhere. But the reason I put that on the list is because of things like the DIA conspiracies, the Denver mm-hmm. International Airport conspiracies, the Freemasons, mm-hmm. the Illuminati. I kind of believe that shit, man. Oh, 1,000%. There's no way. Look, okay, let's just talk about um, the movie The Kingsman. Mm-hmm. They're talking about, like, gra- gathering the world's elite and just killing off us, basically, mm-hmm. the civilians, and gathering them in places. I Every single major city in the world, I would imagine, or at least every big first world country, has got to have these tunnel systems underneath. Oh, 1,000%. Where are they going to put them when they nuke everybody else, when they nuke us? Oh, yeah, like... There's a show on Netflix right now. It's called The Family. And it's literally about this Christian organization that basically runs the country for us. Every president basically bows to them and things like that. That for sure happens. Oh, my God. There are elite up there that have so much money and so much time that all they do is play cards like this. Play the world. Yeah. 1,000%. And if if the world's going to go down, they're going to be saved somehow. Apparently at Denver International Airport. There's even a theory about the, uh, you know, the Bronco there with the orange eyes. Yeah. That that's like a, yeah, an Illuminati symbol. So you should look it up. It's really interesting. Hmm. I have one more. Okay. It's about a haunted location. It's pretty short. Kremlin. (laughs) The Kremlin. Of course that place is haunted. (laughs) Many people believe the famous Kremlin is one of the most haunted places in all of Russia and that some of the country's most vile individuals now roam the ancient halls. Reports have placed the spirit of Ivan the Terrible on the bell tower, while others, oddly, noted the spirit of Lenin wandering around while Lenin was still very much alive. The most notable ghost, however, might be one of Russia's most infamous leaders. Whenever there's a cold spot in the Kremlin, it's said to be the ghost of Stalin, not happy with the way his country is being run after all these years. Yeah, I bet. Besides those main ghosts, the Kremlin is said to house numerous other spirits and other worldly phenomena. Even Stalin's ghost creeps me out. I'd be like, mm. yeah. You back off. I'm gonna be over here. You right. be over there. Russia, just general in general. I think it's because of. I guess they just have a real like hard ass like reputation. I think a lot of our stigmas with Russia is because of who we are, because of being American and the Cold War and all that stuff. We're just ingrained with this. Fear. weird fear of russia and they're so different and exotic and creepy and are they gonna hurt us and stuff like that I, it's mostly cold and giant, <laughs> and <laughs> giant. The country. i would love to go to moscow mm-hmm. 
like the architecture and the go see the Kremlin. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely, definitely. Uh, it was really cool. And some of these, I I think that it's really fun just listening to Russians. The language mm -hmm. is really interesting, but they are honestly just listening to some of the things that they they're. I say that they're scary. Honestly, we're scary. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that we have done. Yeah. We talk about uh, other countries, but we fucking put Japanese in concentration camps and shit like that. So, um. And Mexicans. Yeah. But I have an aunt who's Russian, and she actually tried to teach me Russian when I was real little. Oh, that's The cool. only thing that I picked up, and now you all can use it forever if you want, is patichka. And Patichka means little birdie. And I remember we used to Patichka, run around in the backyard and she'd run behind me and flap wings and go, Patichka, Patichka, little birdie, little birdie. And oh, I remember doing that that's when I was little. Cute. Mm -hmm. That's not creepy at all. So like now the rest I know that this. forever. I know how to say little birdie. Patichka. Patichka. That's cute. Mm -hmm. Which aunt? Uh, my mom is one of eight. She has a, she's the baby of eight. She has a brother who's right above her and his wife. Is Russian. Russian. Got it. My auntie Olga, and I love her so much. Olga. She's she helps me out with all the spiritual stuff and all that. She's in all that. That's cool. I love it. Yeah, that's I love really her. cool. Love you, auntie Olga. That actually was longer than I thought it'd be. That was. That was almost fun. an hour and a half right now. We'll see what it cuts down to. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you have any other countries that you have found some really interesting folktales, or if you're from a country and you oh, have something interesting stories. from your childhood that scared you or that you thought oh, is yeah. interesting, please feel free to send it in. Our email is the Extra Sisters Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Extra Sisters. Twitter is at the Extra Sisters. It's all the same stuff you've heard us say <laughs> for a year. <laughs> you can find us on Patreon now at the Extra Sisters Podcast for exclusive content, giveaways, all that fun stuff. So go check us out over there. We only have two tiers. It's $1 and $5 tier. And we did, uh, thank you so much to our patrons. We really yes, appreciate you guys. You. Until next time, stay creepy.